For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carathy invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. to Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I just got to tell you, I'm so excited to have Susan Ellsworth back with me today. We just didn't have enough time. She shared her beautiful story with us last time. And now today she's going to share it with us, the very beautiful things that she shares with women before they go in to have breast cancer. Uh, Before we get to that, I want to be sure I thank Home Instead for today's episode because they are our sponsor. And they specialize in elder care, but they also provide trustworthy, kind-hearted home care services so you can get help you need after recuperating from surgery. So at Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And my co-host has a day off today. But today's title is After Breast Cancer, What I Wish My Family Understood. And actually, Susan's going to walk us through the process of of pre-op, too. So when she meets with the patients before they go into surgery, she has lots to tell them. Susan, thank you so much for being with me. You are welcome. I'm so glad to be here. We're just so happy. And I love to get free stuff for... um, my my listening friends, anytime I have an expert on the show, I always try to get them to tell me as much really great information as they can that they would normally charge for. Because <laughs> I figure you get this for free on a podcast, right, while you're exercising. But I want to brag on you just a minute. So do you mind if I do that real quick? Okay. I know, I know you're such a modest person, this probably drive you crazy, but I think people need to know. Susan is a dear friend. She's an oncology nurse and a breast cancer survivor, so everything she's going to tell us today, she knows. With 24 years in nursing, she has tenderly cared for countless patients in the most difficult and tender moments of their lives. She and her husband, my dear friend too, Les, have been married 28 years, and she is the mother of three kids. One of her daughters is also a nurse, and my family just loves you, Susan, and she is a beautiful, loving personality that we all, everybody in our family finds her irresistible. Today, she's going to share some very personal information women need to know before and after they've had a mastectomy, and so I can't wait to talk about that so Susan tell me what in that very tender moment when you're meeting with a woman and she is feeling very scared and and just amazed at what she's about to experience what do you share with women in that moment well when I first meet the women I um, ask them how you know how they found their cancer I kind of want to get their story from them and then I let them know that I'm a survivor I kind of tell them a little bit about a little bit about what I've gone through, that I've had a mastectomy, this is what I chose. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of find out what they're thinking. You know, sometimes they're just going to have radiation with a lumpectomy. You know, all different scenarios. No cancer is the same. 
And so we kind of figure out what direction they're going, and then we talk about what they're going to, you know, what they're going to need. What are, you know, if you're, if they're having a mastectomy, what, you know, what they'll need at their house, just the basic stuff. I don't, I try not to give too much information because it's overwhelming. Yeah. But my suggestion is get a recliner, have a recliner in your bedroom. That's going to be the best place to sleep. Kind of like you're like a baby in a car seat all snuggled in. You'll need some small pillows that you can pick up at the American Cancer Society. Mm. If they're having a mastectomy, they might need a, we call them a tool belt. They're the little nail belts you can get at Lowe's mm-hmm. tied around your waist, and you can just put your drones in there. So when you're sleeping, you're not like, you don't have four extra arms kind of flailing all over the bed. Mm-hmm. We talk about just things like that. What are, what are you going to need? Um, and they get a big book from the American Cancer Society. It's an awesome book, but it's huge. I think I never opened it because I was overwhelmed. Oh, yeah, that and would be so, so amazing. Like just. It's, uh, yeah, and so I ask him, you know, when you look at that, I said, you have that book. And if they don't, I'll give them one. And I'll, I'll tell them, all I want you to look at in this book is the exercises. Ah. All you, just the exercises when you have your drains in and when your drains come out for the first two weeks. You want to keep your range of motion. And that's oh, where we wow. start. We just, we just do that. And that is, you know, we kind of talk about just basic stuff. I don't want to overwhelm them. And then I let them know that, that I'm available. Mm-hmm. And we can talk after their surgery. When they have more questions, we can talk mm-hmm. about things and just kind of leave it open. I love it that they have somebody in the room with them in that very vulnerable, scary moment. They have somebody that really understands what they're feeling. That's so good. It's really precious to me that you're able to do that for other women. So when they come out of surgery, then you have a different kind of information you give ladies. Is that correct? It, it is. Um, if I, if if they've had a mastectomy and they're going, they may not have radiation, and that's the department I work in. So mm-hmm. sometimes the physicians, like my, my medical oncologist, she will come and get me and take me to see the patients, and we'll talk about lymphedema. She'll have a subject. She'll say, "Can you come and talk mm-hmm. to this patient about lymphedema?" Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll we'll talk about. Um, reconstruction, and we'll talk about, you know, when you need to take your medicine before you have your expanders expanded, you know, if, for every visit, and, and just things like that. We'll talk about sexuality. We'll talk about, um, the, you know, different treatments that they're getting and what maybe what might help them feel better, mm-hmm. what they can do for the side effects. That's kind of what we talk about. You know, um, you talked about lymphedemia lymphedema on the show that we did called Oncology Nurse Beats Breast Cancer. That's going to be on my website and also the toginet.com website. I just want my listening friends to know if they missed that episode, they're really going to want to hear it. Since we've talked about lymph, lymph, I'm not, I'm not ever saying it right, lymphedema, is that correct? Lymphedema, yes. Lymphedema. Since we've already talked about that, I want to, I want to move a little bit more in the direction of the most personal topics. This is what I promised my listeners I will do. I'll ask the tough questions so that they'll have this information available. So tell me a little bit about sex. Like, what do you share with people after they've had a mastectomy or any other kind of breast cancer? What are some of the common things women experience and want their husbands to know about? Well, when the patients, um, say the patient is below, they have not been through menopause, 
I know that I hadn't. And so six weeks after my initial surgery, they put me into menopause. Oh. And so that all your hormones are gone. And they then they give you a pill to block, for my type of cancer, to block any additional hormones. Wow. So, you know, my hair starts to thin my um, skin is very dry and and vaginally it's very it becomes very uncomfortable Mm. Uh, and but it's very important sexuality is very important but it becomes something that is so uncomfortable that you honestly neither one of you want to experience it because it's so uncomfortable Mm. that's what we talk about and um, we talk about Um, coconut oil i want my i want my listeners to know that i never notice that your hair was thinning you have the most beautiful hair i I just think sometimes as women we we're so self-conscious and what we don't know is everybody else just sees how gorgeous we are you're such a beautiful person i never even noticed any changes like if you if you had told me at the time you were going through menopause i would never have guessed it so and i've been through menopause so i know what that involves i just i just want to say that because i think we we don't want to scare women (laughs) no and it's not scary that you but you do have hot flashes. And, oh, yeah, and that's found, pretty miserable. <laughs> that I understand. Yeah, put like a cold bottle of water on your pulse points on your wrist. That helps with my hot flashes. Oh, that's good you to know. know. I'm going to try that myself. That's good information. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, so, and, and then, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I think I interrupted you. I want you to do the talking. I want to listen. Well, I talk to women about using, you can use extra virgin olive oil mm-hmm. internally. Mm-hmm. Or you can use coconut oil, and it's like a paste, and when it hits body temperature, when you put it up in vaginally, it actually can really help with the dryness. And there's also um, different pharmacies can compound Astroglide, which I think is um, works a little better than um, KY, and they can compound it with lidocaine. Now, you have to be really tricky. It's really tricky on how you use it. You don't want to overuse it. You don't want to underuse it. It's kind of an experiment. And I talk to men and women, uh, you know, to their wives at the same time about how you use it with a Q-tip and where you apply it and and just different things like that and and just make it matter-of-fact. Yes. You you may make it too numb this time, but next time, you know, you just kind of work on it. It's a process. And what does lidocaine do? I hate to be ignorant, but I'm going to ask because I know people are going to wonder. Well, the lidocaine helps um, helps to numb the area. So you don't want everything numb, but you want to numb the areas that are most tender. So when know. you use a Q-tip and you put it in vaginally, you kind of numb the areas that might hurt the most. You just kind of have to, to work with it. Oh, but so the, the so Astroglide will moisturize. So this is really a great way to get a conversation started with your husband. So we're going to talk some more about this when we come back. I have to go to break, and I have just a minute here before we do that. So first I want to just thank you, Susan. You're you're amazing, and I know how private you are, so I know this is actually a sacrifice for you to be so willing to share this with us. But I know lots of that. She's just laughing. I can hear you laughing. You have a beautiful laugh, too, by the way. Anyway, I know that lots of women are really going to benefit because you are willing to share. Is is there anything you want to add right before we go to the break? We have about one minute no. left. Okay. Um, okay. No, uh-huh. we can talk about it when we get back from the break. Okay. So we're going to be thinking over the break exactly what women will want to know when we come back. And I'm sure it will have more to do with sex. So, hey, stay tuned. We want to we want to just thank Home Instead for being our friends and helping us get this message out to women and men about how to care for yourself after you've had breast cancer and and surgery or chemo and all those processes that we go through to save our lives and stay healthy. 
So thank you to Home Instead for that. And after the break, we'll return to talk some more with Susan. But in the meantime, if you want to catch this episode or any others, you can go to kathycraffy.com and hear more from my beautiful friend who's so generously sharing all this great information she has in her head, along with her beautiful story and her beautiful heart with us today on this episode. So we're going to take a quick break, and we hope that you will stay with us for more Truth with a Texas Twang. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause. Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place. A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever. It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. Hi, this is Kathy Craffy with Fireside Talk Radio, and I'm here with B.J. Garrett, the Executive Director of CARE. Christ-centered abortion recovery and education. We are here to help men and women have their lives restored after an abortion experience. You, if you want to know more about how to recover after abortion, look for our upcoming episodes on Fireside Talk Radio with BJ and Kathy Crathy. Thank you. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, we're back with our very special guest today, Susan Ellsworth. And before the break, she was telling us about having conversations with husbands and wives. And I'm going to circle back to that. But she also told me uh, a wonderful story about what happened right before she went in to her own uh, surgery for her double mastectomy. And Susan, you were sharing with me that because women are so fearful and panicked about breast cancer, there was this fellowship thing that developed. And and I want you to tell our listeners about that. That's so sweet. Okay. I have, um, my hormones are gone, so I cannot remember what I told you. Oh, (laughs) well, okay. I asked you about how, 
how this experience of having breast cancer creates a kind of fellowship of women who have been through it. And you, and when I hit that word fellowship and community, you said something special happened in your Sunday school class. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry, my mind. And I'm, is I'm just going to tell you, I'm, that's the second time in the last couple of days you've said that your hormones allow you to forget things. So I'm going to start using that as my excuse. <laughs> it is my, it is my excuse. That's a great Actually, one. There was, all the women that I work with, you know, we don't really have the opportunity to to feel breast cancer because a lot of times by the time we see them and we're giving them chemo. Their breasts are already gone. The lump is already gone. And, you know, the women at church, of course, they, you know, would not never have felt a breast cancer. And so I actually let the ladies at work, I was like, if anybody wants to feel what breast cancer feels like, not that it, you know, they may all feel different, but I can let you feel what mine feels like because it's just right here and very obvious. And mm-hmm. so all these women went through and they just felt this little mass. And I think it gave them a little bit of peace, like, oh, so that's what it feels like. So if I don't feel anything like that, maybe they're not as nervous right. because it was a reality of, oh. And then, of course, they saw me after yes. to see what, um, you know, the, the, what the mastectomy and what the reconstruction looked like. And I think that gave them peace as well. And I did also let the ladies in Sunday school, like, anybody, they're coming off tomorrow. So anybody that wants to feel it, they're more than welcome to come over and, you know, see what it, what it feels like. And I think it kind of maybe didn't make them so nervous anymore. I tell I you, it, it, you know, I've, I've had a similar experience. I have a very dear friend who's in her eighties, late eighties now. And about, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I had had a, they found a lump in my mammogram and I was nervous about it. Although I do tend to have cyst, what is it called? Cystic, Breast, fibrocystic, breast, yeah. See, I knew you would know the word. Well, anyway, I've got that. (laughs) And so it's not that uncommon for me to have a cyst. And I knew that, but it was still, this one felt kind of lumpy and big. And so I went to tell my neighbor who I knew had had one mastectomy on one side. And and she said, Kathy, just let me show you something. Uh, Just brace yourself. I'm going to unzip my... my, robe here and I'm going to show you my chest and and she did that for me and I've got to tell you she had the most beautiful skin and and it really reassured me like oh there was no scar I mean it was just lovely and I thought okay if I have to have a mastectomy I can I can live with that now that I've seen what her healed chest looked like so that really meant a lot to me and I shared that with uh, somebody we both love Dr. V who's well known in our area for saving women's lives and Anyway, I just, I know, they, and they are two very funny people. She knows which patient it is because I told her, and and she just laughed, and she said, of course she showed you, <laughs> you know, no surprise. That was just her style to want to encourage and bless other women and be so real and vulnerable with me, and she's a dear friend. I always say I sit on her throne of wisdom when I go over and sit on her couch and tell her my, so- my stories. But anyway, everybody needs a friend like that in their life, somebody that beautiful, and I know you're that too many many women and I also know because of your generous heart and your beautiful spirit and all your faith and your openness I just know that you have created quite a community there where you work and at church and and, I mean even our family is a great example you just pull you have this beautiful personality that pulls people in so my next question on that note is in all that you've learned 
after going through all this. What is the advice you would most love to give women about how they need to talk to their husbands through that process? They just need to talk about the fact that they're going to have a new normal. Mm. And it's and it's going to be different. And it, that new normal can change every year as things, you know, things may become different every year. And they just need to, to have communication and, and be open about the fact of how they feel, what they're going through, you know, what what is this medicine, how is it making me feel, mm. or how, you know, I'm nervous about this, or, you know, Another thing is, like, for your husband to, to know that it's okay that he can't fix it because mm. men want to fix everything and just to let him know it's okay. You can't fix this, and I know you want to fix everything, but it's okay. We're, we're just going to travel through this. When you, when you, it's, it's one thing to be Susan Ellsworth and have a fabulous husband who takes care of you and a daughter who's a nurse and, you know, both, all three of your kids are so loving and willing to serve. What about a woman who is single and maybe her kids have already grown up and left? They're, they're far away in their careers somewhere else in the country. What do you see some of that in your practice? I do. And we have, um, like a, a program um, at my office, it's called Fit Steps, mm-hmm. and the women, and you can go and do an exercise program. And people, I see them at the same time every day, mm-hmm. and it may, you know, maybe these two single women, or you know, they're working out together. There's mm-hmm. also I've gone to the support group, and there's a support group I know at the Tyler Cancer Center. It's held at the um, American Cancer Society the first and third Thursday of the month, oh, and I see great. them at that. But then there's also breast cancer support groups. So there's lots of support in Tyler. That's that great. So for for patients that may be listening in some other country or anywhere in the United States, there's there's a lot of groups that offer the kind of fellowship and, and support that you need to get through it. And then as far as practical things go at home, do you have advice to give all women, but especially maybe single women, ways they can take care of themselves. Well, you're just this is the hard part. You're going to have to be able to let it go. Oh, you're going to have to be able to say, "Okay, everything's a little bit messy. I can't. I don't have the energy. I don't want to hurt myself. I'm going to do the things that I have to do. But if I if it doesn't have to be done, I'm just going to have to let it go, and it's going to have to be okay." That not everything's done. If you're a perfectionist and you want everything in a certain place, you're going to have to be able to accept help from others, which is also hard. Mm. It's easier to give than it is to receive. And if people offer help, you need to take it. And that's, you know, I I don't know what else to say except just let it go and be willing to to take help from others. I love that. Ask. I think that's great advice. I find a good question arms me for many of life's challenges. I love questions anyway, of course I do, but I think they're so valuable. And asking for help, would you be interested in helping me? I mean, that's a great question. Would you be, what, you know, I need a lot of different help. What, is there anything that comes to mind that you would think was fun to do for me? Cause I'm going to need help in two weeks and six weeks. And we, we went to a funeral today and I told my friend in six months, we need to be sitting next to this young mom when her kids have, uh, performances or 
little league games because that's going to be hard when yeah. now that you know there there are just moments when we need to show up and be there for each other but also asking people well would you want to come do this for me because maybe that's something you're good at mm-hmm. it, it's not always food or uh, whatever it can be it can be just being there just showing up and making sure the mail gets in the from the mailbox to the front door. <laughs> well, actually, I called a friend uh-huh. after I came home from my surgery because I could not get in and out of the shower by myself. Oh. And I had to call a friend to say, can you come over? I don't have anybody at home, and I need a shower. Can you come over and help me get in and out of the shower? Turn the water oh. on. And she was right there. That's so wise. Well, I have a question that I always like to end these shows with. I can't believe that this is the end of the show. Have we had our commercial break already on this one? I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh, this went so fast. Okay, so my big question I always ask at the very end, and we'll have to be fast, is I call it the megaphone question. If you had a big megaphone and you could just shout out some truth to people everywhere and they would download it into their brain, what would you shout I don't know. Maybe don't be don't be afraid to ask for help. Oh, I love that. It's Is okay. It? Oh, that's a afraid. wonderful megaphone question. Women everywhere could benefit from taking that to heart. <laughs> we, you're so it's so true to say we love to help, but we don't necessarily want to receive help. I think my kids were really shocked one time when they finally realized the thing that the only, I'm pretty embarrassed proof, but the only thing that really embarrasses me is when I feel I've imposed on someone else. So the kids started making fun of me about that. (laughs) I think that's pretty typical of women. We want to help others, but we don't necessarily want to receive help. But I would be more vulnerable to receive help. I want you to know you have helped so many women today and probably a lot of husbands too. Certainly some single gals who need to take care of themselves and let everything else go and just make sure they take care of themselves for a little while in this very urgent and and tender moment when you discover that you have breast cancer. So Susan, thank you so much for being with me today to do this with me. Well, thank you. It was it just, a pleasure. It just means so much, and especially knowing that you're the kind of person that would much rather do this quietly in a waiting room with a patient rather than publicly on air. But thank you. I just know a lot of women are going to benefit because of what you shared. So you can download Susan's story and wisdom from my website at kathycraffy.com. And we also want to thank our sponsors today, Home Instead, for making this really personal and beautiful discussion available to all of us. If you would like any more information about our sponsors or our sweet guest today, or if you would like to recommend a guest or sponsor for future shows, please contact me at Kathy Craffy. That's Kathy with a C, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo dot com. Thank you for joining us at Cap Craffy Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Don't forget you can catch the other episode with Susan's beautiful story in it on Oncology Nurse Beats Breast Cancer. You'll want to catch that too. We, we thank you for joining us today and we look forward to our next adventure. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Keith, yes.